Are we recording? Yes. Good morning and welcome to... Uh-oh, now I lost you. No, that was on me. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this. Hold on. Am I back? Yeah. All right, I'm back. All right, is it 164 or 165? 165. How about it? Episode 165 of the Sunday Conversation, hosted by Aaron and I, presented by Loyalty Liquors. Gang, gang. Taco Casa. You're going to keep saying gang, gang? I think that's going to be my new thing. All right, we'll say it after everyone. Oh, Loyalty gang. Liquors. Gang, gang. Taco Casa. Gang, gang. Dickie's Barbecue. Gang, gang. <laughs> Maybe I just say it after the last one. That's probably, probably the best. Okay. And one stop convenience. Gang, gang. All right, perfect. Um, How the hell are you, bro? Oh, man. I am exhausted. How was your week? My week was great. I feel like the last couple of weeks, though, we've had like these like things happen to me like right after we record or put the episode out and then like i forget half of them by the time we get here but i have a good one for today um yeah but- also you sent me that thing do you think that was real about that the guy saying how like venmo is going to be gone i i looked into that i looked into that and we can talk about it i i read right, it, cool. on it after i sent you that um you I know, the old that. adage shoot first ask later yeah, I was like, "Oh my God, look at this!" I looked down. Ah, all right, it's not as bad as it sounded like it was. Um, so last Sunday, I'm back up. Last Saturday, after we recorded, went to the gym like I usually do, and there's this dude who works out there. Okay, yep, yeah, I yep, remember the text this. about this, but so, I don't know the story. No, I haven't told you. No, Jack Diddley. So, at the time, I didn't know. Now I know. He's 52 years old. Actually, for the readers, the headline was, if I said the headline of your, would it ruin the story or no? No, no, no. All right. It was, I almost got, or I got kidnapped. Or I think I said I basically got lines. kidnapped at the gym. I basically got kidnapped by a 52-year-old Haitian man. Yeah. And the first thing I thought was shout out. Scott and Sue, yeah, right. my aunt and uncle, they were just in Haiti and they were very much like, oh, we got to be aware because they're like kidnapping people and taking them. So I'm like, oh, well, now they've st- stepped like, onto American got soil. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, 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 Saturday, so Saturday, Saturday, I'm at the gym and I'm doing legs and I've seen this dude before. There's been like a couple times where him and I have like said hello to each other. But that's it. And I don't like interact with people at the gym. I just do my thing and get out. And uh, so he comes up to me at one point last Saturday and he asked me for a spot. He's he's benching flat bench, 175 pounds. And now this dude looks like he's like one of those like older guys that like you could tell was probably in like fucking awesome shape at some point, you know, but like he's older and, you know, still got like big arms and stuff. And he's, you know, he he's still in good shape, but. You could tell he probably was in better shape. So he's got 175 on. He's like, I'm going to try and do like three to five reps. He's like, I'm going to do three by myself. And then, but I want to do five. So like, help me with the last two. I'm like, okay. And you said, oh, you're doing curls, right? With yeah. this little baby weight. 
And so I was like, okay, sure, man. And so, you know, I'm like, do you want to lift off? He's like, nope. I'm like, all right. And he unracks it and just bangs out five reps, like super fast and racks it. And he gets up and I'm like, like, you, what'd you ask me to spot you for? Like, you didn't need me. Like, you know, if you tried to do eight after saying you were going to do five, like, okay. But like, you just blew through those five reps. Like, what are we doing here? So him and I start talking and he's like, he's like, uh, I just started lifting again, like a month ago. He's like, I wasn't physically able to lift for like 10 years. Come to find out the next day, he had a brain tumor that had to get removed. That was like on his spinal. It was like at the base of his brain. Wait, the next day, did he actually like, did you spend an entire night with him? So we talked for a couple minutes. We go our separate ways Saturday, Sunday, I go to the gym and now I was going to, there's a, there's a cherry blossom festival in New Haven, obviously around this time every year in Worcester square, which I didn't even know existed until three weeks ago. I've lived here for five years, but are we talking like the cherry blossoms at the national mall are really just in New Haven. Yep. So Worcester square. That's been New Haven the whole time. Who knew Worcester (laughs) square park is, is the outside of the park is lined with cherry blossom trees. So the whole park got it. But, you know, in all honesty, they're probably like three or four days too late. Also, why do they call it the National Mall? It's very much not a mall. Well, what you, is the it used of to mall? be. It used to be a mall, and then uh, Spencer's Gifts closed, and they're like, you know what? Just get rid of the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's called the National Mall. Maybe because knock it's it a, down. Maybe knock it down. Put in a pond. Maybe because it's a collection of monuments. You know, like at a mall, you get a collection of stores. It's a collection of, I don't fucking know, Ben. I feel like it was okay. called the National Mall before malls were even really a thing. Are all malls named after the National Mall? Well, then I'm like also thinking like, which came first? Was there like a mega, like, um, flea market or like, you know, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, no clue. Bizarre. Yeah, you do. It, they come on. They go on Saturday mornings, and I'm just having an absolute Farmer's brain fart market. right now. Farmers <laughs> market. <laughs> the fact that you knew what I was just... basically a bizarre. Yeah, you said Saturday morning. I was like, oh, farmers market, obviously. Uh, so yeah, maybe there was a giant farmers market there at one point. Okay, good call. Could be. Good call on the mall, Ben. Oh, uh, uh, well, um, I'm just wondering. Back to cherry blossoms. Back in, to cherry blossoms. Um, so like, I, so, you know, in my head, I, on Sunday, I'm just doing, you know, a relatively quick workout. We'll do high pace, you know, high volume stuff and get out. I walk in, I go over to the bench in my head. I'm like, I'm going to do some decline. I'll do a little incline, hit that upper lower chest, maybe do some back work, get out. Right. Walking over to the bench and I see my man whose name is Alan, as I came to find out, uh, and he's on a Smith machine that's directly behind the bench I'm working, I'm going to. So, you know, we start chatting and he's like, what, uh, he's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, ah, and so I tell him my plan and he's like, he literally looks at me, Ben, and he goes, nope, you're not doing that. And I'm like, okay. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, starts giving me this whole thing about how you can't do chest and back on the same which is total bullshit but like you can't do chest and back on the same day he's like you got to work your chest and and he's like here he's like here i'll tell you what to do i'm like okay 
And in my head, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is first, it's like a little, it's kind of an asshole move, but at the same time, like you could tell he's being genuine about it. And I'm also of the mindset that like, you never know what you can learn from somebody like, and, and I'm not in a position where I know everything about everything. So I'm like, all right, fine, man. Like, I'll let you take me through a workout. So he then proceeds to fucking whoop my ass for 90 minutes, 90 straight minutes. Keep in mind, I was going to be in and out in like 45 to an hour. I end up being there for 90 minutes with this guy. He makes me do six sets of flat bench, four sets of incline, uh, four sets of incline flies, all with other shit mixed in in between sets. Uh, dumbbell pullovers, wrist curls. I'm doing cable crosses with decline pushups in between sets. I'm doing the pec deck. 90 minutes. And this guy is, he's not even doing the same workout as me. He's doing his own workout while I'm doing this workout that he's putting me through. And he's like, at one point monitoring my rest from across the gym. Like he's like 30 feet away doing like shoulder presses. And I'm like on the bench and I'm, it's not even like I'm sitting there on my phone or anything. I'm just sitting at the end of the bench between sets comes over. And you're like, Nope, come on, come on, get to work. Like in this like heavy Haitian accent. He also thinks I'm a moron because like he went to spot me at one point, but he did the like, you know, grab the bar spot. And so the, and then I thought he was like racking it. So I racked it and he's like, no, no. When someone's behind you, that means they're spotting you. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just spotted you yesterday. Like I know what the fuck a spotter is. I didn't know what you were doing. So it, we're di- it's just, it seems to be nonstop. It seems like this guy's always just got another thing to do no matter what. So it's like, like I said, it's been about 90 minutes and I'm like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. So we're going over to the pec deck. I'm like, hey, man, like this has to be my last exercise. Like I got to get out of here after this. I got shit to do. He's like, okay, no problem. So I do four sets in the pec deck. And uh, he goes, we're, we're talking after and he goes, you know, man, he's like, listen, he's like, I asked you to spot me yesterday. He's like, because I didn't think anybody else in the gym could do it, which isn't saying much. Like, it's not like this gym is you know, golds in Venice beach and, you know, the seventies and eighties. And, uh, he's like, you know, I thought you were the only one that could really handle it. And I was like, Oh, you know, I appreciate that. And he's like, and then today he's like, the reason I put you through this workout, he's like, you seem like the only person in this gym that I could do that to that would just do the workout and wouldn't bitch and would do the work and just do it. And I was like, Oh man, like, I appreciate that. And then he goes, you got to work on your arms though. Your arms, they're not strong enough. And so he just says all this nice stuff to me and then just tells me my arms are shit. And he's like, yeah, every workout, like five minutes of curls and tricep stuff. Like you got to do it every time. I was like, okay, thanks. man. And then I went on my way and Alan was like, shit, did he send you a bill too? (laughs) It's probably in the mail. Yeah, I was going to say. Alan, though, you know. Alan fit. My, my, my gym is, is a yuppie gym. It's, it's, it's not cheap. It's an, it's as far as gyms go, it's pretty expensive. That's not a humble brag, by the way, I got suckered in, I joined. And then six weeks later, they changed the prices. Um, but Alan was like, yeah, this gym's just too expensive. I think I'll pay for May. And then I'm probably out of here. I was like, thank fucking God. Cause if I ever like, I'm legitimate. I mean, I'm getting my hair cut after we do this today, but like I legit, I'm going in the afternoon today. I ain't trying to run into Alan this morning. No chance. Uh-uh. 
You can go catch me yeah, and Alan like, working still, out again anytime soon. I'm still sore. Ben, I was sore I'm... for four fucking days. Thursday was the first day I tried to do anything chess related after that. And I literally could not fucking do shit. I was like, this is unbelievable. This fucking guy, he killed me. But it was a good workout. It was a really well, good pump. Yeah, know? hey, I guess it's just like. Could have bounced the quarter what... off my tits after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that's the way that that's the way they do it in Haiti, really. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, I mean you're just and you're... honestly, you need to work on your arms. Alan said so. I, he's and he the thing is is he's not wrong. Like I I've never had great arms. I don't have good arm genetics, but like, fuck you, Alan. Alan. I'm a liquor salesman. All right, like yeah, Alan. I'm not trying to win Mr. Olympia here. Like I guess he used to be a competitive bodybuilder. Like bro. Chill out, man. All right? Chill out. Come see me on leg day, Alan. You said you can't do legs because of your neck. Get the fuck out of here, you pussy. Anyways, how was uh, how's your week, Ben? What'd you do? Uh, my week was good. We uh, uh, skim-coated an entire foundation, which was a very new task for me. Um, I guess, I and I say skim-coated an entire foundation, and that's just, like, completely false. Because we skim coated a house, really none of the foundation did we skim coat. <laughs> um, but they fixed the foundation, skim coated the house, which was, uh, I guess I, I mean I haven't been that sore since a workout in college. Uh, so too. shout out to M- Masons. Like, oh my god, dude, you got the. The hawk, it's called the hawk. Yeah. A masonry hawk. And it's like that you keep that in your left hand. It's got like, you know, the holder, we'll call it like a round, you know, like almost the size of a one of those skinny beers. You know, it's like a foam <laughs> thing. And then there's it, no, I'm serious. And then there's like a metal plate on top. So Mason. you put all the mud. You put the mud and stuff on that, like, and then you have oh, your okay. trowel yeah, yeah. I, I know your what right you're hand. I know what you're talking about. Yep. So, like, for me, I've been having some, speaking of arms, I've been having some problems with my right bicep. Like, mm. way deep inside my right bicep, for any of our listeners maybe that are um, physical therapists or doctors or anything, mental coach can let me know what my problem is but uh my stepmom is going to text me on monday and be like here's what ben should do all right no that's perfect and that's why we have this podcast yeah so like it's deep in my right bicep and i can't figure out like i can poke all over my arm and i can't feel anything but um just for what it is when i use the restroom and have to wipe myself. It seems like it's the most painful thing that I've Mm. ever experienced. Not what's going on down there. My Mm. arm. You're a a righty wiper. Right hand wiper. Mm, I'm a left hand. Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. So I was like, absolutely certain that like this job of skim coating the entire house was just going to absolutely demolish my arm yeah. so i started the first day we started i was doing some lefty and righty work like mm. 
I was seeing if I could be a lefty skim coder just because, you know, I probably wiped mud onto this house. Like I would say like 10,000 times, like I smeared some off this, wiped it on the house and then had to like trowel it all around. And my arm actually didn't hurt, but it was, it was my like shoulder. What's the back part of your shoulder? Your anterior deltoid. Excuse me. Is that like my back? My back. Like, so like, yes. Okay. Jesus. Shannon, I'm sorry. Anterior is the front. Posterior is the back. My posterior deltoid. It pretty much felt like it was about to seize up and die. Mm. But, uh, so we got it done. Like, you know, basically started Sunday. We did some touch up and then Monday, Tuesday were like full nine hour days of, Mm. of that, which the house looks unbelievable, dude. So shout out us and shout out YouTube once again, because it's amazing. And we probably saved like between five and $7,000 probably, but because we did that. It's fucking amazing. First of all, good job, Ben. That's, um, that's. I mean, that's home ownership, right? It's finding hacks to save money and doing work yourself, learning how to do it. Then down the road, you come into problems, you know how to fix them because you've already done them. Right. That's the whole yeah. point. I mean, it just is incredible. I mean, we've, we've fawned over YouTube. I guess the good parts of YouTube a lot on here because it really is like incredible how you can be like, I want to learn this. And ten minutes. Yeah, and there's plenty of videos, and then you know it's like not only that, it's like there's videos for each of the different material. We ended up using some Maypie polymer tile mortar. Yeah, it's like very white, and it basically like if you drop it on the concrete, there's gonna be a white stain there. It's like very, uh, which we did hundreds and hundreds of times. So. We're gonna have to paint that now too, but uh, either way. So that was basically my week, and then we got set up for a, a job we're doing on starting on Monday, a boardwalk. Ben, look at you, Bo- man! The two, boardwalk boys. Two weeks out girl. from getting married over here, just only focusing on work and getting the house together. Look at you! You know what a man you've become. Yeah, you know, that's me, I guess. We used but to then do again, some dumb shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. You're not kidding. But then again. No, you were. Oh, no. (laughs) I know. I know. But I was like, but then again, like, there's nothing like all the wedding stuff's like ready to go. Taken care of. Yeah, I know. I know. We're not running around. It's probably good for me that I'm doing this stuff. Keep your mind off everything. That's smart. You know, distractions are always good, bro. They're always a good thing. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I'll tell you right now, it's the, uh, you know, the fact that it's like kind of a destination wedding for my family. That's the, that's the most stressful part about it. It's like, you know, making sure everybody's here, you know, you know, everyone being here, it's just like, it's a lot. And then it's like, then I'm like sitting here thinking like all these different people I've been talking to obviously you included and it's like oh my gosh like you know it reminds me why weddings are kind of like 
a bummer to see people because there's gonna be so much going on. Yeah. That it's like, you know. Yeah, I totally. I I remember I was at when I was at Matt Walansky's wedding, and he had a huge wedding. Like you know, it was like two hundred and fifty people or some shit, and it was you know him and his wife are both are both Polish, and you know most of their families are still in Poland. So, like the majority of the people there, you know, fucking came from Europe. I don't know about the majority, but you know, a, a good, a a sizable amount of the, a significant amount. Yeah, yeah, a significant amount of the, of the wedding Damn, population dude. came from Poland. Could you imagine? Just like, I could not imagine that. Also, it's like shout out them for making that like journey. Oh, they must totally. really like Matt. <laughs> so, so I talked to him at one point, like over the course of the night, and and I was like, you know, how you doing? He's like, honestly. He's like, I just feel like I've just been walking around saying hello to people for three hours. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. He's like, it's it's fine, it's fun, you know, it's good. But he's like, I just feel obligated to spend time with like every person here because so many of them like came so far. I was like, yeah, I get that. And I was like, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's just part of it, right? That's just it is what it is. It's everybody. Everybody wants your attention that day, but you only have so much time and ability to right. give it. attention to give. Hmm. Well, whatever. All right. So the Venmo thing. I guess everybody. Let's. Oh let's yeah. Chat, let's chat about that. I also have another thing too. If we get to it, but. Um. All right. So. I gotta look up what this is called. It is called. Fed now or something. What'd you call Divide it? Fed now? Uh, I think that's it, right? Fed now. So Fed now. So the the long and the, the long and the short of it is that. The government is more or less, I'm going to just simplify it to it's what I understand it as. The government is more or less going to become an intermediary for every transaction that gets made through the banks. And the, the way that that video put it that I sent you made it seem like the banks are now obligated to um, make the federal government aware of what you're spending. And so what it seems like happens based on this guy's video is let's say I want to buy something from Amazon. I make the purchase. Amazon reports it to Fed now. Fed now has the ability to nullify or disallow, nullify my order uh, based on what the federal government deems to be okay. Basically taking the U.S. dollar, making it digital currency, which for anybody who... Doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff, which I don't. I don't blame you. But like making the U.S. dollar digital or or the go- a government regulated digital currency would mean that the government then has the power to control that from the sense of you know as simple as turning your money off if they so chose. You know, like the thing about money now and cash and stuff is like if you have cash, you know the government can't come take it from you. So well, I mean they can, but. You get yeah, they can really do anything. Um, but you know, this way they can literally just you know, put them shut out, you off, turn your money off, and then that's it. And then what do you do? So the clarification I had to make for you, Ben, is that this system, at least for now, is voluntary. The banks don't have to participate now. I guess the benefit to them participating is it seems seems 
completely negligible, but it's, you know, faster transfer times and, you know, more reliable security and maybe a couple of like nothing that seems worth it to me. But for now, the banks are or the yeah, the banks have to volunteer. They don't automatically have to do it. So I think this goes into effect like May 1st or something or might have said later in the year. I'm thinking of another thing that goes into effect May 1st. I guess just look up which <clears throat> banks participate. And if you don't want to be a part of it, you just take your money out of your bank. If your bank's a participant in this, I don't know. It seems it seems like a very slippery slope. <clears throat> yeah, it seems like a very slippery slope. I have a couple things I would like to say. Don't you think that the government probably already monitors all of those websites like PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Cash App? I, I don't say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I mean, okay. Would I say that it's probably more likely than not that they have access to the data in some capacity? Probably yes. But I don't know that they have any control. I don't know. It's hard to say because you see what happened What happened with you know Twitter and the Twitter files and you're like, well, how involved is the government actually in, in these apps and social media and shit? Yeah. I mean, the slippery slope has probably been... We've probably been on it for a while. That's the thing this just seems like pretty drastic but i mean it's obviously been heading in this direction for some time i guess my only thought is like does this push us back to like a barter society you know it's like is that where you know does the cohesive american the the cohesive group of like Americans that just want to live, are they going to be like, well, we'll just start trading again? Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's like the kind of like, you know, is this like what my dad has been waiting for forever? Like mm. he's just been loading up on, on goods so that he can trade them. Cause that's what he said a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, that's why I he has so many shovels. He told me. I think in reality, it's probably like the scary part about letting go of freedoms, right? And I'm not one of the people who thinks that, like, you know, we as Americans have, you know, uh, uh, have unlimited freedom and all that stuff, and blah 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 blah. You know, but because uh, we don't, because we don't. I mean, there's reality is you don't have as much freedom as you think you do. But. What seems like to me will realistically happen or what the attempt will be is more of a we're going to pick away at little things over time. And then by the time you really start to think about it, it's too late. You know, we've changed right. all those things. things have been picked away. Right. We've <laughs> changed the way 20 different things work over the course of 10 years and you didn't really notice. And now everything's different. And if you do it gradually enough, people don't notice as much. I mean, you look at like during COVID with the COVID restrictions. I'm not going to say we got our freedoms taken away because, you know, life is back to normal now. But for how weird things got during COVID, you looked at it. A lot of it was pretty gradual. You know, it was at first it was like, OK, you got to wear masks. And then it was like, OK, well, everybody's got to get vaccinated and we got to close the bars in the restaurants. And you can't be more than three feet. You know, you got to be more than three feet away and just slowly but surely, the paradigm shifted 
And you had the motivation of, okay, we'll do <laughs> hey, the part. Did we – I don't think we've ever talked on here, and you just brought it up, about the, uh, the six feet apart. Yeah. I heard that your, like, human aura is about six feet. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, imperative for humans to, like, interact with their auras. Yeah. So it was, like, hmm. that's a good way to – get people to not really inter like if oh we're supposed to be six feet apart but like you know it's just interesting i just i saw that somewhere i don't know and it was like it's like oh yeah you must stand six feet apart because this virus can jump from you know one person to another but if you're six feet away like it can't jump yeah which makes absolutely no sense so well, right. what I mean, make, so start thinking of things happening. that like make sense and it's like you know if you already have an entire like population that's like scared and everything you know just say my aura is soothing mm-hmm. you know and somebody else is freaking out perhaps you know like you're you're or right yeah, um, I, I definitely... It's just like I saw this other thing the other day. It was like... <clears throat> it was this, like, redneck guy. And he was taught... He had two lighters. And he's like... Basically, what he's explaining is, like, you know, never judge somebody, you know, just, like, off the get-go. And the what he... The way he explained what he, he meant was... He's like, see, I got this lighter right here. This lighter stayed out in the cold all night. Didn't have a blanket. <clears throat> it was out in the cold. Used up all its energy. You know, and it's like he tried flicking it and it didn't work. He's like, this lighter stayed in the house all night. Nice and warm, cozy. Flicked it, lit, like, you know, first first flick. He's like, sometimes all you need is just a little bit of help from your from someone else and he mm. he flicks the cold one and it doesn't light but obviously there's gas coming out and he takes the hot one yep or you know the inside one and lights the flame and tilts it into the to the cold one and poof it you know it lights up mm. and he's like sometimes all we need is like a little help from from each other or whatever I well, and there's there's definitely truth to that, and I guess and that's ex- yeah, that's exactly why that Haitian man was helping you out in the gym. Totally, like absolutely, uh, you know exactly. It's you know, and and we we kind of <clears throat> got used to you know this is turning as this conversation always does, but we got used to during COVID of like not helping each other, not being close to each other, not talking to each other, not interacting with each other in public places. Like yesterday I was, I, before I went to work, I went to go get a sandwich at this Italian deli near my apartment and I'm waiting for my sandwich. And like the, the deli, it's kind of, it's kind of tight in there. You know, there's the shelves are all over the place. It's just, it's just tight. It's a small deli. It's been around for a long time. It's, it's tight in there. This fucking kid walks by me and like, you know, just, brushes into me as he's going by me and instead of like you know just common courtesy hey my bad you know sorry about that accident which is what i do every single time anything like that happens just walks right by me headphones on straight over i'm like what the fuck and in my head i'm like you know he had like a yale hat on i'm like 
So probably Yale kid, let's say somewhere 25 and under. It's like these kids have no fucking manners anymore. And they just went through three years of like being told and not to interact with people in public. Like people's fucking interaction right. skills are getting <clears throat> shit on because of that. Then the other thing too, yeah, no. this also happened. And they too. probably weren't good to begin with. That's the other right. problem. So, you know, I, I truly, I could be wrong about this. I'll tell you another quick story. But I was walking Sasha yesterday up Orange Street across the street from this deli. And uh, this is, it's a wider sidewalk. It's like a, it's a wide sidewalk. And I'm walking her. We're on, the street is to our right. She's on my right. So she's closer to the street. And then I'm on the sidewalk. She's walking on like the grass between the street and the sidewalk. And there's this woman walking the other way on the complete opposite side of the sidewalk. So let's say probably six feet, you know, away from me. And she's like, pointing at Sasha and I have my headphones on so I can't hear her and so I take my headphones off and she's like I'm scared of dogs can you hold on to your dog like meanwhile Sasha's on she's on a leash I'm holding the leash and I just like dropped my hand I like looked at her all confused she's like I'm I'm just I'm scared of dogs I'm like and I I was was so dumbfounded I'm like I got a fucking sicker on you I'm gonna be like you know hey go get that you know like (laughs) <laughs> she's fucking 12 and a half years old she's just smelling the grass she ain't <laughs> the funny thing about sasha is that like there's like maybe eight people in the world she actually gives a shit about she's not gonna come over to you anyways you dumb bitch but uh, the point that was rude but the point being like people feel like everybody has to know their feelings now and what there's in like you know respect my space and it's like Okay, lady, I'm just walking my dog down the fucking street. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, all right. Perfect, perfect example. Like on Thursday, I went and picked up all this lumber for this job we're about to do. Now, if you know what it's like driving around a lumber yard, there's shit going on just absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Um, like forklifts, uh, semi trucks full of wood that they're trying to unload like people trying to you know load up their vehicles with the lumber and all this stuff so i get i get out to the yard or whatever like i paid there's like three guys on the forklifts i walk out with my paperwork i'm like hey man like um i had to get a lot of lumber like 25 16 foot two by eights which is like that was just the beginning that like and then you know I, I probably in all got like, you know, a couple hundred pieces of lumber. Yeah. Um, so, but like, those were the biggest and the heaviest things. So I'm like, Hey, like, am I allowed to load this stuff myself? Is my first time going to this particular place. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. He's like, you know, he's like, you, you start loading. And then, you know, when we get done with, you know, helping this customer, we'll come help you or whatever. So I was like, perfect. So there's this like, the, basically, there's this like alleyway to where all the big, the pressure treated lumber is. Yeah. And there's a, tr- there's a truck on the left with a trailer. Then there's a, a track trailer, semi truck with a huge trailer on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. So I basically back my trailer around the first truck and then like swoop it in now next to, the semi truck and i bet like basically the 
the lumber I was getting was like right where the semi truck was. So was, mm-hmm. I was blocking two lanes, but it's just like, okay, there's nothing you could physically do. That giant truck was just sitting there. Like nobody's there to help me get my stuff. So I hand load all my, my 24, two by two by eight by 16 footers. And then I got 20 something two by eight by 12 footers, which were right next to it. And then while I got those on the semi truck pulled away, mm-hmm. the other truck pulled out. Okay. So they're, so they're gone. And mind you, I did have to wait a few minutes until like I could even do this, right. you know, like, cause people were in the way. So now the, the semi truck's gone and that other truck's gone. So now it looks like the alleyway is completely clean or empty. So on the next row, there was four by fours, mm-hmm. like posts that I needed to get. So I just like walked through. And then at that point, the guy on the forklift drove around, you know, around all the lumber down the second alleyway. And he was going to load the four by fours on the forklift, which he did. I needed 30 of them. So it's like a it's pretty significant amount. Well, as he's going to drive in there, this other guy pulls in and he's like, so I'm just like on the other side of the stack of lumber. He's like, he's like yelling. He's like, Hey, whose truck is this? Is it? He's like, is this your truck? I'm like, yeah, it's my truck. He's like, you can't park here. You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to park on this side. Like, you know, they can't get to the lumber I'm trying to get to. I'm like, all right, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, all right i'll move move it yeah yeah, i'll move my truck so he's like uh so then he makes like another comment like as so oh as i'm walking over to my truck the guy that's loading all my 34 by fours he drops half of them so so then he yells at me he's like hey hey and so then i like run back over to him and he's like in the forklift with like you know they're all dropped in the front so i'm like trying to push them back onto the thing for him and then this guy over here is like, you know, getting mad at me because I'm in the way. And and he's like, as I'm pulling away, he's like, he's like, thanks. And I like, I didn't, I just stared at him and drove. And I'm like sitting here thinking like, dude, if you had come here three minutes ago, you would have been like fifth in line. Yep. And there, you know, it's like, so to me, what I got, what I got out of that was like, in my mind, when I get somewhere and somebody is like, you know, doing something like I'm going to try to make a note to myself not to like get on them because I'm like, it was one of those situations where I want to be like, dude, um, there was just a semi truck here. There was a truck right here. Yeah. I hand loaded this entire trailer full of stuff like you're bitching at me so the forklift guy can go get your like i'm like i took initiative you know i did you know it's like this is what like this is the situation and i guarantee you you'd been like oh man that's that's a lot that you had to like load by yourself or whatever like if you knew the actual scenario maybe you wouldn't be such a dickhead and like i'm trying not to swear obviously but like he's like you know, yelling at me to move my truck when he really has no idea what just was going down. And so there's a perfect example of like, you know, you don't really know 
you know, but. Well, and so it's, I, it's just. Then I have to sit there for however many minutes because I'm all like heated up, like, and I have to think of all the reasons why, like, th- his life probably sucks and my life's way better than his. <laughs> and, like, but, like, I don't want to be like that, you know? Yeah. But I it's hear. just like. <laughs> I hear, yeah. I, I, it just feels like we live in a world where everybody, you know, everybody truly thinks their opinion matters and their time is the most important and what they're doing matters the most. And, you know, the reality is, is that we're all fucking going through it. So, you know, just be a decent person, really. And, not, right. you know, it's going Bless back you. to, thank you. Going back to the, uh, you know, the lady with Sasha, like the, she was not an indecent person, but it's just like, lady, I'm a responsible dog owner. I'm not going right. to, my dog doesn't just run and jump. Be happy the dog's on, the on a freaking leash. Yeah, like, to begin, I, like, like to, you know, first of all, I don't know many dog owners at all that just let their dogs go up to people and jump on them and shit. You know what I mean? Like on the street. Right. So I, you know, but anyways, think back to your story. Like, yeah, I just, I think everybody feels that their time is the most important. And the reality is, is we're all in it together everybody and all of our times are important to ourselves Aaron and the other thing about like that lady very well could be she could she probably has her own dog and she she's probably not scared by dogs we're more <laughs> no I'm serious we're more living in a time where it's like that woman is saying that just because she needs to like nobody will listen to her so by her pointing at Sasha and getting you to remove your headphone so that she can say, I'm scared of dogs mm. is her basically saying I'm completely broken. I mean, and my, my, my dog doesn't even like me. My, either. my <laughs> initial reaction was like, was, was not that, but it was, pro- was, yeah, it was like a bit of an attention grab. It was like a, Hey, you know, can you hold on to your dog? And it was, I was I was holding on to my Oh, dog. by the way, this, this is almost relevant. Like speaking of attention grabs and what we talked about, the 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 tranny stepped down from from Bud Light marketing. Did, 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 did you she... hear that? Wait, 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 wait. wait yeah, wait, dead wait, serious. Wait. The the Google head of mar- the head of marketing or the or the 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 one influencer. The head of marketing. That's awesome. Well, from what I understand, they lost about 6 billion dollars in market cap. Uh yeah, Bud Light's marketing VP takes a leave of absence and will be replaced. <laughs> so, but here we are. We're talking, and this is this this is um it ties together because it's a perfect. Sometimes when you think like when we were when we were saying, and I wanted to bring this up last week, like they don't like, or did I say this? Like they don't have like straight, you know, people parades. In, right. in you did not you know that. it's like i don't think i didn't say this but like basically what we were talking about last week if you didn't get filled in is i had said something and i wasn't trying to sound rude at all but like i said like why is it that you like if you have a belief why is it that like if other people don't aren't completely aligned with your beliefs like why is it that you must like make them feel like they have to like right. be in line with your beliefs. And like, my whole thing was like, you know, you see all these groups that are like, you know, the protesting style groups. It's like, you don't see in, in a way it's like what I had just said, like you don't see 
like parades for straight people you know it's like they just go about their life and they just live their life it's like why must you know there be a a, a 50 person parade through the streets of Dallas on a random morning for like L- the LGBT community cuz i've i've been there and i've literally seen it before and i'm like what is going on like it's not even like a sanctioned parade no i'm i'm it's like a it's just people like marching around yelling for something and they had little kids out in the front, like holding signs up. And then there's all these, you know, gay pride people behind them. It's fine. Like do what you want to do, but like, what is it that you're like, why, you know, why must you try to get people to believe in what you believe in? Like, just, just go with what you're, you know, just, you know just basically be and that's what i meant like so what we i was just said we're tying this in i'm obviously rambling but i was trying to give a recap of what i was talking about oh the the bud light thing so it's like here you have this like you know this campaign and it's it was supposed to be about like whatever they thought like equal you know like rights and all this and it's like they've lost all this money and now they've stepped down so it's like how does that how does that you know it's like how is the average person going to view that whole situation they're going to be like that was just an absolute you know a crock like what was the point of that well and also like it did it if anything it did it did worse for the trans community well it just it's 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 another example of corporate virtue signaling. Hey, look at how progressive we are. We want you to buy our product. Pay attention to us. And I listen again. I I have no problem with with it. I I really didn't care at all. It wasn't going to stop me from. For me, it's whatever. It's just corporate virtue signaling. But if you are the type of person that thinks that a corporation actually cares about trans rights, gay people's rights or anything like that. You're wrong. You're wrong. And I'll tell you why you're wrong because since that whole thing happened, the, the estimated market cap loss for Bud Light is somewhere between four and $6 billion, which is significant. I mean, in Bev, well, they were at 13. Didn't you say they had oh, like 13 oh, they, they had 13 oh. percent of the total market share in Bev the comp is the company that owns Anheuser-Busch the Belgian company has a network or has a market cap of about 128 billion dollars so six billion it's just a staggering number right to lose in such a short period of time let's say five we'll split the difference say five billion it's a staggering amount of money to lose in such a short period of time and what do they do they fire the woman that does it they let her you know step down and you know, go out in a right, yeah, manner, yeah. but they fire her. You can right. They fire she's her. She's gone. And they are she's going gone to or he's bury gone. The, they're going to bury this fucking campaign. Because at the end of the day, corporations that are worth hundreds of billions of dollars don't actually give a fuck about your rights, about what you want, about what your feelings are. All they, they care, care about, about the problem. bottom line. It's all they fucking care about. Because three weeks after this whole thing happened, a month after it happened, they see what the returns were and they say you're out see ya and that's the way it goes so you know i think the bigger picture is i don't know why so is, is this a get... step back it's almost a step back for what yeah i know? mean it's it's not it's not for it, it, i'm i'm sorry 
not for Bud Light. I'm saying a step back for, for the trans community. For the trans community that thought this would be the breakthrough. But the thing really... is, the, but see, the funny thing is, like, I don't even know. I mean, it's not like I'm I'm involved in the in the trans community actively, but like, I don't even know that the trans community was like like calling for this. You know, like that was the weird. That was what was so weird about it was that they alienated their primary fan base or, or customer base. For a customer base that doesn't give a fuck about them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it drew a ton of people to... It obviously didn't. I mean, the numbers show it didn't. But, like, it was that's why it was such a weird move. Because it's like, we want to be inclusive and we want to bring all these people in. But these people don't want to drink your product in the first place. So, like, it was just a very odd move. But, again, it's using, it's using the gay community, the LGBTQ community, as a fucking marketing pawn. That's what it is. It's... We are going to use you so we look good and more people will drink our product. It is a marketing pawn. And like, if I'm a trans person, a, a, a gay person, if I'm just a person in general, I don't want to be used as a fucking advertising tool. Like, I'm a fucking person. Like, I, I'm, I'm complex. I have things going on. I don't want to be, hey, because of this one portion of my identity, now you're going to use me to advertise to try and draw people to your fucking product. Like, it, it, right. that's why it didn't work. That's why it didn't work. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. I got to go get my haircut. Uh, episode 165, bang, bang, gang, gang in the books. Awesome. Is it, is, is that a dig? Cause I can't get my haircut. No, no, Benny. I want to look nice <laughs> for your wedding. And I know I need at least a one week grace period for, you know, it to, to grow yeah. in and look right, you know, and then, so that'll be about two weeks until the wedding, you know, it should be looking right. Plus it's Heck yeah, bro. Plus, it's Florida, and there's a lot of humidity, and, you know, the problem with oh. having this long, curly hair is that the humidity yep. kills you. Um, I hear you. All right, Benny. Uh, great chat, though. Great chat, buddy. I love you. Yeah, I love you, bro.